everyone feel better. You see, you're so <laughs> it's invigorating. Right. It does. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is. Um, and with that, welcome back to the Nerd Truck Podcast. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Uh, it is... Uh, what am I doing? I'm Jeff. I'm here with Phil. Jesus. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> and David. Like, since when do we say the day it is on our podcast? <laughs> I don't know Hi, what everybody. I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Lost it. Um, our two uh, fantastic guests are back with us, Tamia and Sabrina. Thank you for coming back. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Of course. Um we are doing Star Trek VI, Undiscovered Country Part Two. Uh, this is all the nitty gritty of the conspiracy and the trial. And I think this kind of like, because you know how some films, you know, like you get like a few good men and just like a like a solid, you know, legal drama. But then you've got the like Hunter on October. Did what? you just skip the whole dinner and the whole attack no, no, no. and the no, whole just, shut uh, up. like? Shut up! I, <laughs> I, I have a point. We ain't at point. the trial yet. No, I have a point. No, but like I don't believe you. So I feel that this movie is a good mix of like you've got kind of the legal aspect of it. You've got kind of that like submarine drama of like, you know, ship versus ship. But you've got like that spy versus spy kind of like so you've got a good mix of like politics and drama and action all kind of mixed in there. So that's that's where I'm at. Screw you, oh, yeah. David. Uh, Uhura has a uh, has straight up has a line. She said, oh, they're rigged for silent running. I was yeah, like, oh, I know. Wait, I what? love that line. there's some what i love about this film too is that it's it's a lot more or it's it's less futuristic than probably tos was there's less like beeping and booping they use like paper maps um there's fire extinguishers everywhere if you look in the film they're everywhere like kirk has one in his quarters so there's like real practical props just all around the books when they're trying to translate the klingon I know. Their freaking books are like the, so like did, the big Oxford they, encyclopedia thick. They're huge. <laughs> or even the, know, like, like, where like, were those books? Like, did she, where did right? those come? Did they transport them up from the, you yeah, know, the library? The whole under panel of her section is just Klingon. Yes. There were two things in that whole series, you know, in the trial and in, with the horror not being able to speak any Klingon. I was yeah. like, okay, you've been dealing with these people for all these years. Oh my God. You don't know anything. Okay. And then Look. McCoy, I thought it was really strange when he said he didn't know the internal, uh, you know, things of, of the Klingon. I said, all this time, you've never studied Klingon anatomy in all these years. I was just like, I just thought it was just mm-hmm. like, that just so said, like, you know, that's just like, I mean, it begs the I'm going to need you to um, get the hell out of my head. And stop saying the things that I was going to say. So thanks. You just told my points. Awesome. The anatomy okay. thing. I mean, he he was that we were friends with the Vulcans for a long time before he ever got his hand on a Vulcan to actually like learn about him. Uh, maybe we, they haven't had a lot of exposure to Klingons in the medical field to even have the knowledge for him to know their anatomy. Like that, I totally think that that one would clear if they've been enemies for that long. Most of the time, when people blow up on a ship, you don't get a lot of bodies to to tinker with. <laughs> and then, how a, long like has it taken database. us to learn human anatomy? Like, and we have ourselves to play with. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> sorry, I said that wrong. Um, this is a family but, <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I knew it the moment I said it. Uh, but <laughs> Turning red. Oh my God! His whole face is pink. That should be the title of this show. Oh, we 
have ourselves to play with. That's it. We are rebranding. We're getting everything. We're getting all new mugs. Jeff, Dave, and Phil, welcome. We have ourselves to play with. Uh, Anyways, back to my original point. Uh (laughs) If there are enemies and they're not, especially with their culture, if they're not willing to be, you know, surrender and be taken prisoner, I could definitely see that he wouldn't have any real knowledge of their anatomy. Um, I mean, you guys have watched Star Trek for how long and you just discovered something new about their anatomy recently, right? True. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, we don't want to go this. <laughs> well, yeah, and the and Troy, the episode Troy, of the Troy, can tell us. Troy, what about that Troy? She knows. Uh, the episode of the Next Generation where the big barrel falls on Worf, mm-hmm. and the neurosurgeon that comes in to help try and treat him is says that exact same thing. She's like, we have hardly any research on this type of disability or these type of injuries because normally the Klingons would just let him die because of honor. Yeah. So they've done okay. they've done very little research into anything medical. They're far behind. Oh, I guess they just you know, Doctor Flox was just I don't know, just he was just a one off. Doctor Flox was a one off. His medicine on Enterprise has not really happened yet. Flox and all of his critters and stuff yeah. that he used to yeah. treat people. Yeah. Get, Get all that. But Sabrina, like honestly, like my the thing that um struck me as odd about what bones was saying um uh but like in the trial when bones was like you know but i was nervous and and i was like you were nervous like for real like this is this is what you're gonna say that you were nervous like you've been practicing medicine in the field for how many years now and all of a sudden you're nervous Mm -hmm. i just didn't buy that line at all that is yeah, true. He healed he a rock creature with a bunch of cement. He probably could have figured out a cling. <laughs> like, you, you, you see what I'm saying? I'm with yeah. you. <laughs> well, yeah, and that kind of falls into the whole like they had that like with the whole books and the Klingon. Couldn't I mean? Couldn't they just type into the computer what does this say? And like it spits yeah. out. Know, I mean, don't don't like use the translator, like, but read it off the screen. Google right. Translate. Like, come on, girl. <laughs> right. I, I, I would have. Like like how do you say? Yeah, they did say that because the universal translator would be obvious, so they were trying to figure it out and say it themselves, so that made mm-hmm. sense. But, yeah, I thought the same thing. I'm like, it's 91, we have the internet, like, we understand that now, they should have it then. <laughs> I would have loved if she had pulled out some of those little data files, like they yeah, had the little cartridge tape things. Just start plugging things that out and started slapping it in the machine, I would have said, like, oh my god. And even in, in TOS in the 60s, they had, remember, it wasn't physical pages, but they had the pictures of the pages that you could scroll through and go by. So it is a little yeah, funny that they had all those physical books. Yeah. yeah. Just dee, 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 dee. Well, it's like, okay. You have Ahura, who's a great communications officer, but she doesn't know any languages. It's like, look at Enterprise. Yeah. Oh, she exactly. knew like 40 or 50 languages. Whales a minute ago. Yeah. Yeah. Whales. yeah, right. Where's C-3PO when you need him? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Six billion forms of communication? Six billion forms of communication, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Um, You know what? Yeah. I I was going to say, one of the things I thought was really cool that they put in there is that when they said, when the the chancellor was coming over, and they said that they would... They were Kronos One, and I just said, "Oh man, they're like like Air Force One. They got the Chancellor on board. Yeah, uh-huh. Air Force One. Yeah, this is Kronos One. I was like, baby, that was pretty cool. That was cool. <laughs> and I like, and 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 I think that's what, or 
definitely what I appreciate now is just the story and kind of how it is. Because even though it, it's a journey for the characters in the film, it's a journey for them from TOS, from Man Trap. I mean, you know, just dealing with everything again. You know, because like you said, this is the, this came out the 25th anniversary of the show. I mean, these are actors who've been doing this for that's a long gig. Yeah, Most actors don't yeah. do the same role for that that long. Um, yeah, so basically they're gonna go. They're gonna meet with the Chancellor to escort them back to Earth. You know, they're gonna set up a peace, a, a treaty. And of course, as we learn through the rest of the film, there's people who don't agree with that. They, you know, they're like, no, we should keep things the way they are. Let's put kind of put the Klingons in their their place. Um, and I, you know, because even Kirk in that scene where he's talking to uh, Gorkon, where he invites him for dinner, oh, you know, yeah. you kind of get these raised eyebrows, and he's like, and, and he goes by past Spock. He's like, oh, fine. Are are you happy now? Like, I, no, I I'm being that. nice to them. That totally yeah. sounded like my four-year-old talking to another kid when you're like, you guys apologize. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry. Like, Fine. Okay. It's just, yeah. just all this disdain and all the words, and they're like, we'd love to have you. <laughs> Please come <laughs> to dinner. Come on yeah. over. That'd be great. <laughs> well. Can't wait till we do this again. <laughs> uh, I felt like he and that Gorkon guy should be the two kids in the big shirt that they make them wear, like the getting along shirt that you see online. <laughs> <laughs> you do put this on until you get along. <laughs> um, and a lot of the sets are actually redresses of TNG sets. So like the transporter room, uh, the dinner scene is is uh, the often not what the, the, the observation, observation lounge from yeah. TNG. Yeah, yeah engineering yeah. is. Uh, oh, that makes a Yeah, every time you see the warp core, it's like. You're not on board the Enterprise D. Get out of that engineering bay. (laughs) (laughs) I did like the engineering uniforms. I know they had it in the previous couple of movies, but I did like the fact that they looked like they were down in some place where, you know, stuff was going to fall on them and they needed to have extra protection. You know, plasma condoms were going to blow up or something, you know, (laughs) as they tend to do. Like a utility yeah. uniform, like like overalls or something. Yeah, like that. Yeah, they're gonna yeah, get dirty, like a, like a dungaree or something. Yeah, yeah. stuff wanted yeah. to protect them. It was like, yeah, this stuff is real down here. Um, yeah, that watching the whole dinner scene now, it's it is a little hard because you're like, you know, for all this time they're like, nope, we we value everybody, and you're just like, you're kind of. But you're now you're being the problem a little bit, you know. Like they're they're bringing a little bit of that kind of prejudice in there, and and even Kirk's line where you know because they're all quoting Shakespeare back and forth, and then uh, mm-hmm. Chang says, "Oh, we just need some room to breathe," and Kirk goes, "Oh, um, uh, 1938, Hitler, Hitler. 1938, yeah." And you're like, and then Spock gives him like, oh, yeah. <gasps> like whoa, hey now, like do the Scooby Doo, yeah. yeah. So it's definitely. <laughs> It's it's hard, but I think it's weird to see you kind of see this transition of of them over the course of the film. But it's it's I don't know. It's just weird. It's it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable because we like you said, we're so used to our especially now, like with the with the uh, TNG, you know, like we're used to already being. This sort of utopia, these relationships already being established, you know, which is part of the criticism that um, people get all the time to discovery now, you know, like 
oh, it's not full of hope and it's not Jean's vision, quote unquote, you know, um, you know, and because they're talking about like, and so it's like the same thing they're talking, what they're talking about in this movie is how we get to our vision, right? right. You know, yeah. and, and people don't necessarily, because they did such a good job because it hit really close to home, I think it makes people uncomfortable. You know, uh, because yeah. I think we've all been in situations where, you know, as soon as somebody left, people are like, woof, okay, can we talk about this for a second? You know, like, yeah. oh, my God, the cultural oh, yes. differences are just too vast, you know? Those hens take no time getting to gossiping as soon as the Klingons are gone. Mm. <laughs> They're like, oh, my God, did you see that? Did you see the way he ate? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Before I had to sit but down. I do two favorite things about um about the dinner scene number one is the klingons with uh you know dinner linens you know yeah, they're like staring <laughs> at the napkin trying yeah. to figure out the napkins like what is the purpose of this um and <laughs> shoot now i forgot my second favorite thing about dinner um <laughs> <laughs> It'll come back to me. Come back to me. Well, I, I like the line. I all the miscreations. You know, he said you have to read Shakespeare in the original Klingon. Klingon. Yep. So. Oh yeah. Oh, that's what <laughs> I wanted to ask about. So, what is with all the Shakespeare? Like, what is with Klingons yep. and Shakespeare? And the original well, Klingon. He's like, you have to read it in the original Trek. Klingon. I'm like, I'm pretty sure Shakespeare was human. <laughs> Even in Star Trek, I'm pretty sure he wasn't Klingon. But yep. I guess they would have translated it at some point. Yeah, but even Chekhov says, um, "Oh, you know that 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 Russian that Russian uh, fable Cinderella." And I'm like, mm-hmm. "What did he do?" Oh yeah, it's kind of adapted, then, yeah. You know, and Spock says there's an old Vulcan saying only Nixon could go to China. I'm like, <laughs> right. "Is everybody got yeah. it mixed up in this show?" That you know, information was flowing so much. You know, even though they're saying they don't like each other, they don't need each other, you know, they hate each other, whatever. But information is flowing so much that they all think that this stuff is theirs because they, they know it. They know it. So there's more that they have in common. I thought that's what it was really trying to say when they were having all these mashups of who was the original sayer of what. That you you are more alike than you think because you think this is yours and it's not. Uh, no. I can see that. You're not okay. buying it. I liked it. I could see that angle. I didn't think about that before. But yeah, I was going to say the the Cinderella thing I had to look up and it is there is a version of Cinderella that came out of Russia too, a kind of parallel story. But yeah, when he's like the Vulcan saying only Nixon can go to China. I'm like, what the? Yeah, (laughs) right. Uh I'm like, either Spock grew a sense of humor or like. Spock says an ancestor of mine once said, you know, remove everything that's impossible. Like, what ancestor of yours was, yeah. was Sherlock well, it's Holmes? A, yeah, the, the line from Sherlock Holmes. Or, yeah. or Arthur Conan Doyle, for that matter. You yeah. know, yeah. he is half human. Know, the one that they quote in Star yeah, Trek is half human. Sherlock, it's Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah, but it's funny. You know, there's. Ken, I mean, I'm sorry. No. Yeah. Um, you go. You go. Nicholas Mayer wrote the Seven Percent Solution. And which was a Sherlock Holmes movie. So they brought this in because Nick Mayer was really into Sherlock Holmes. And so was Christopher Plummer played him. And so did Nimoy. So they all love Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, and and obviously he comes back and, you know, TNG with all the 
message in a bottle of the uh, of the holodeck episodes. Yeah, with the Moriarty and everything. Yeah. yeah. There's actually on the DVD I'm watching of Star Trek Six. There's a special feature on there that shows this like some Minnesota local theater group that actually does Hamlet in Klingon, like a full production of Hamlet. <laughs> Oh, of Klingon course they do. In like oh, makeup and everything. And it's actually like, it's really badass. But like, to, you know, to learn a, <laughs> uh, like wow. Shakespeare, but then learn Shakespeare in Klingon, that's got to be impossible. So that's another question that I have. So I know Klingon, like I, th- that was always kind of a joke when I was growing up. Like any kid who knew Klingon was like an uber nerd, uber Star Trek nerd. So was it a language when they had it in these movies? Or did people like look at what they said and translate it and figure out a language from it afterwards that people learned? think the language was developed later during it was well klingon wasn't first heard until the the motion picture where they say a Uh few lines and then obviously it's built over the films then i think eventually they did develop a bigger language like a dictionary or of it um Um, it was the actual language was put together for the first motion picture oh okay so they did have like a language okay yeah that's what that's when that's when it was like they started they had a linguist come in and start putting together the language. grammar. Because I've heard of that for a few TV series and films and stuff. I think one of the Go- Game of Thrones series they wrote like the whole language out and oh, a couple of uh, a couple of things, something yeah. like that. Yeah, where they literally wrote a language for it. I'm like, that's that's commitment, man. They took it all from Star. <laughs> they got it all from Star Trek. You're welcome. Oh, yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah. Like uh, Lord of the Rings and Elvish and all, <laughs> all that. Yeah. The Expanse yeah. does a kind of thing. The Expanse, yeah. I, I have a hard time. They do like a Cajun kind of accent, some of them. Like some it's of the. A pet, yeah. It's a patois. You know, like uh, the, the, Belter, the Belters, you know, is a, it's yeah. a patois of all these different languages, you know, so which reflects all the melting pot that, you know, the, the universe has become for yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're right. Different people speak it with different accents. Huh? What, Sabrina? I said, Sasake. I know. I have to go. I have to finish that. I I think I still have season four to watch or five. Well, you know, we're doing a a a rewatch in the on the Sci-Fi Sisters Mothership. You are. Yes. Only uh, we just started season two, so you guys can catch up if you want to watch. I think that's right where I am. Actually, I think I watched a season and went, "Oh, I can't do this." (laughs) It's a little too dull. Yeah, but you know, it gets better. Happens. Yeah, a lot happens, and it gets it nope. kind of picks oh, up the pace more. I, and I love and appreciate the realism in it of space travel and exactly how things would work and the real physics applied. But that's the problem is all of that is kind of dull. Like <laughs> it <just> makes <laughs> everything a little slow. <laughs> trust me, trust me. They actually like improved it. It's a, they're great books. They're phenomenal books. But like the yeah. first season and the second season, they stuck so closely to the books that the the TV aspect kind of suffered a little bit. And then they got some folks in there who actually really know how to write scripts, and the <laughs> and the authors like learned how to write scripts better. And it really it really picks up. Yeah. Stick with it. Absolutely, it does. I, I think I'll come back around to it and give it another shot soon. Yeah, yeah, come us on the thread. We we'll, we're explaining what happened. Yeah, um, <laughs> I might need that. <laughs> all, right. all right, let's let's throw physics out the window, and so now back to Star Trek. <laughs> so they discover basically. So someone fires on the Klingon ship. Uh, mm-hmm. It looks like it's the Enterprise doing it, but it's not. Um, so there's some mystery there. 
Um, and and David and Phil will be happy because we actually are leading up to some of our first deaths. Yeah. Yeah, so this is kind of like the the, the crux of, of, of the mystery. So the Chancellor's ship gets fired upon, they disable him, the gravity goes off, and then two Starfleet officers in mag boots go over and just start killing people. So they're gonna assassinate the uh, the Chancellor. That's that's their, their goal. I think they end up killing five people, including the Chancellor. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys I I'm count. gonna go with your count because I didn't count. Okay, yeah, so they kill five. Um, and, of course, um, I, God, I love those suits. I want to cosplay one of those suits now. Yeah, I do like yeah, those I know. Yeah, those are cool. <laughs> like those are cool um, okay, so we get that. So this is kind of where the mystery, and then, of course, they, you know, uh, Kirk and Spock, you know, Sir, or not Kirk and Spock, Kirk and McCoy go over to try and help them. They get arrested Gorkin dies, and like this kind of sets up the whole conspiracy. Like, what, who did what, what's going on, you know? Um, and I, it, 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 to me, this was such a shock too, because you're like, what's? I feel like this was a better storytelling than just kind of some of the other films, you know, because they're 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 adding some like mystery intrigue to it. There's definitely different layers to it. Oh yeah, no, agree. Yeah, it was definitely more complex storytelling than any of the others. I think. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so we get that they go over. So the, the, one of my, the, there's a couple nitpicks I have for the film, even though it's, it's my favorite. One of them is that right before Kirk goes over, Spock slaps like a tracking patch on him. Yeah. And yeah. somehow through being arrested and the trial and sent to a penal colony, it stays on him. No one takes it off and checks it. Nope. Right. Nobody, nobody says a word. Nope. It's perfectly fine. Well, it kind of makes sense, though, because even when they go to the prison colony and everything, he's still wearing his uniform underneath all the furs. So yep. it's like he was never... I guess, Klingons may not do that kind of thing for their penal system. But no one patted him down and was like, hey, what's this? Nothing. They might have scanned him or something, but nobody's checking I mean, that box. is... With where they were sent, I guess I could see that. It's kind of like, we don't need to don't regulate you because that. this regulates itself. You're There's no yeah, way out. Not. We know yeah. there's no way out, so off nuggies mm-hmm. like, <laughs> yeah and, and, and mccoy didn't see a thing he doesn't see this thing on him at all it's like mccoy you know observation skills f yeah he's not on point on this he doesn't see anything but no. that, yeah that was kind of um so they get arrested so we got this mystery brewing on the enterprise and then i love the scenes back on earth with you know the president we've got the klingon ambassador who's back who was on in star trek 4 you've got kurtwood smith playing the president you know he was on that that 70 show um Sarek's back the romulan ambassador's there and his his office is actually set in uh, uh, uh france because you can see the eiffel tower outside of his window mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah. not uh, yeah. san francisco just like it is in discovery yeah, yeah. Um, I was really hoping he was going to want to put a boot in somebody's ass. That was a good impression. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Red is my spirit animal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we get their trial and I, I love the whole trial scene too. Cause it does that. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the trials at Nuremberg or the, are the Nuremberg trials of the film, yeah. Yeah, um, but it does. See, I figured you would, right. um, <laughs> but it does that whole scene the where they're doing the, like, yeah, the translators. And then it like switches yeah, from Klingon to, to English. Yeah. 
Okay. I actually enjoyed that part of it. Uh, oh, the whole it? trial scene? Yeah, like, I mean, the fact that they had these, like, translator things, these, like, I don't know why. I mean, like, because one part of me was like, ugh, where's the universal translator? Damn it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so you guys have cloaking devices on your ships. Like, you have some stuff that's way ahead in technology, but everything else they indicate is supposed to be way behind. And I'm like, how did they suddenly make... Yeah, I'm like, well, how did they make this one scientific leap and leave everything else behind? That's all. Like, and, and the I guys just, didn't have their communicators on them, which has their universal translator built in. So right, and it's like it's like remember when we first got cell phones? They were these huge, huge things, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like they were like a the brick foot long. That's what they remind phone. me of. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, too, I mean, because they're a very military heavy. I mean, think if if we put all of our money into the military defending, right. like you know, build a stealth ship. But we don't have food replicators, sorry, because it's all in the military well, budget. But I get that. Like, a translator would allow you to intercept transmissions from other people or other races and stuff. Like, there's military applications to that. Sure. Well, too, yeah. I think that that scene where they're sneaking into Klingon space and they have to speak Klingon, on that listening post, their little radar just shows, like, a, a blip. It's a circle. Wouldn't you think yeah. that they would have the technology to, to go, like, hey, that's an, uh, a Federation transponder signal or code yeah. or signal. That yeah, ship's a don't. different color. It takes it takes <laughs> like, 70 years. We get that technology in the next generation in 70 <laughs> years. But yeah, because they can like, out, track a warp not signal. TOS era. Let yeah. me look out my space telescope. That is not one of our ships. <laughs> <laughs> look out the window. At the same time, like, wasn't it interesting to me, like, how were they hearing conversations on the other ships, on each other's ship? Like, I mean, you can establish a communication link, but you're not going to just hear random conversations, you know? Yeah. Well, if they're not Uruk using an encrypted says, channel for their communications, then they could pick up stuff. Well, no, because when they first attack the Klingon ship, there's Uhura. She says, oh, there's been a lot of shouting and someone's yeah. died. Like, how is she uh, hearing right. that? Well, How is she hearing that? Where, you missed the scene where they passed a traffic sign that said, tune radio to blah, blah, blah for information. <laughs> it's <laughs> like a drive-in. <laughs> turn, turn maybe, maybe, all the, maybe all the frequencies were open and they were just screaming and yelling. I mean, the, the moon just blew up. Maybe. Maybe that's <laughs> true. Um, but, you know, but what you're saying is interesting because, you know, the very fact that they came to the Federation and they were saying, you know, we can't, we have to have you guys stand down because all of our money is in defense, and the mm -hmm. only way we're going to help save our planet is if you guys stand down. I mean, the, the whole the whole point of the movie was that they had all their money in military and war, and if, if they were going to save their people, they could not possibly let Starfleet sit there with star bases on the neutral zone. Oh, oh absolutely, absolutely. So it, it was all it all tied together. Yeah. And I love the scene too. Is like, especially again, watching it now, knowing who's in on this conspiracy. When you see those things happen, like where you get like Kirk's uh, uh, his his log, like there's like a spark in his eye. He's like, okay, someone recorded that. Who could possibly like his brain is working already, and the, and even Spock's yeah. brain is working too. Because then when the judge says, oh, due to the ongoing peace negotiations, they're like, oh, you know, it's still going on. We're still like, you know. Something's happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Kirk had it. Yeah. Kirk had it all in his head. Like we, we got to get out of here. Yeah, and then it's cool too that they're actually they're they're broadcasting this throughout the like space. Like you know, the president of the Federation's watching it, the Enterprise is watching it, the Excelsior's watching it. Like it's like this massive trial that everyone's watching. Like OJ. 
Like if yeah. you're watching the open. Yeah, right. <laughs> or like they had this little like... thing called the internet that everybody could look at. Like... <laughs> it's, 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 we it was all, on court, it was on court TV. That was like the trial watched. of the week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, too, um, when the judge says um, we're going to forego the death penalty, Chang is like, he kind of makes a face too because he's like, "Oh, I need these guys to be killed because they, their evidence, like their proof, something happened, right. or, or you know, they could fight back." So it's like even like he's kind of recognizing things too. Yeah, that was. And then the of course we have, Christian. yeah. Like, and then of course we have Colonel Worf. So it's Worf's grandfather. I think it's supposed to be. He's yeah. defending them, uh, which was great. I like that they yeah. can have other actors. Well, and then plus they because they brought back uh, David Warner who was in five, and they're like, let's just put some oh. makeup on. You could be a Klingon again. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, David Warner is in my fate. One of my favorite episodes of Next Gen because he is Are uh, There Four Lights? That is David Warner again. Oh, as the Cardassian. Oh, That's okay. a good episode. Chain of Command. Yes, he is. He is Gull Madrid. That's torturing exactly. card. I mean, David Warner comes into a couple, and that is like uh, yeah. I remember him from The Omen. Oh my yeah. God, he is a great wait. actor. I can't wait to get into TNG so I understand all this stuff. Like <laughs> <laughs> half the time, everybody's talking, and I'm like, oh, okay. Lights. <laughs> David still doesn't know because because we'll make uh, Tarmok references, and David still doesn't get it. I don't. Know. Oh. <laughs> they, they speak okay. gibberish. I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, you guys will be there soon. Episodes. We will. We'll be there soon. Um. Okay. So they get sent off to Rurapente, which everyone hates. Um. Because it's what do they call it? It's the the intergalactic graveyard. Yeah. Yeah. Where everybody goes to die. Yeah. And I like too that though they show there's a ton of different aliens. That's the one thing I've always kind of criticized yes. Star Trek is it's it's like you said there's there's no aliens at like Starfleet headquarters. Uh, apparently they're all in a oh, penal colony. Right. <laughs> I was like, they're oh, all mining dilithium on Rura Pente. <laughs> yeah. This is where the, all their makeup budget went. Was this <laughs> is it. Yeah. Exactly. Um. Okay, so this is when this is kind of when Spock also starts his investigation. Basically, they're saying, you know, we did not fire the, the torpedoes. We did a, like a, a manual inspection. So whoever altered the data banks is here. Whoever fired and you know the boots are here. And this is they also discover or they they theorize that it's a it's a cloaked Klingon ship that can fire when cloaked, which has always been a big thing in Star Trek. Is like, well, you know, that would be the ultimate weapon. Yeah, you can be cloaked or you can fire. You can't do both at the same time. So. Yeah. Why did I don't I still don't understand the logic of why the boots had to be there because if there was another ship cloaked why couldn't they have beamed back to the cloaked ship and left the boots there? As he told Valaris, even even grab even physics has to they needed the boots to get back on the transporter to get back to the Enterprise. No 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 I understand that they beamed from the Klingon ship that was cloaked to the other Klingon ship killed everybody and then could have gone back to the cloaked Klingon ship and left the boots there. Oh, I see. Like, why did they have to be on the Enterprise? I don't understand. Well, then the sensors would have picked up the other transporter beams, too. Yeah. You think so? Well, and and he still said that... They would have been missing. The two guys would have been missing from the ship. Well, and don't don't they have to uncloak and and to transport? Well, they didn't have to to fire, so I would assume they could transport, too. No, like, some of the ships, like, some of the cloaked ships, like, you... I don't don't know why I remember this. I don't know. Oh, they made that point. The, all the rules went out the window. 
Like, yeah. <laughs> all the cloaking well, rules. Well, they we said before. We need yeah. Muhammad Noor from, uh, he needs to do science of oh, Star Trek. Tell us. To explain it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, they said, too, that whoever whoever altered the the database to say that they fired has to be on the ship. So someone that altered the, yeah. the computer, yeah. Because it had to be somebody with access. Yeah. That made sense, but the boots, yeah. I was like, they have to find the boots, and I'm like, but but the boots could be on the other thing. Like, <laughs> so here's, here's the thing, too, yeah. is like, why do they have to be on the transporter pad? Can't you just transport people out of, like, space? They do it before, or they, they do it at other times. I think they did it, like, once that we saw, and then every other time they made them have to be on the pads, or either yeah. going to or from... The way it was in this and this era was very tricky to transport people without like that. Because they had all those accidents. Yeah. <laughs> well, because even when they transport from after the the dinner, they go to the to the Enterprise transporter, but he calls the Klingon ship to take them back. I'm like, why don't you just get the transport? Uh, it, it's confusing for me. I don't yeah. understand. If I had to venture a guess, it would seem like if you go from pad to pad, you have the least likelihood of an accident. And then all the other stuff, like if you have to go from to one pad, then it's harder. And I don't see them ever do any transporting without a pad until later. Because right. I remember in like, TNG and some of those other ones, they were like, from here to there. Yeah. 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 And it's like definite, like they don't, definite transporter coordinates, you know, like at this time, like they, yeah. they can't calculate these other coordinates that fast, whatever, you know, that's they can't I, detect I know. them. Yeah, they can't detect them. They have to have a coordinate to hit and then go from yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so Kirk and McCoy get to Ruripente, which is um, oh, uh, I forget his name. The guy who plays the the warden, uh, Shepherd. Ah, I gotta look it up. It's gonna bother me. Yeah, he. Uh, but he's he's a great actor too. Um, it yeah. is William Morgan Shepherd. So he's the father of uh, Mark Shepherd, who's he? Um, he plays. Uh, he's on Supernatural. Oh, um, that's his son. But then he's been on like Doctor Who and some other stuff. So he's yeah, he's, a, he's definitely he's been in a million things. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's a great actor. Um, so yeah, we get we learn there's a ton of aliens there. We meet a, a, a Emon who you know let's get a, another supermodel to be an alien. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but and and she's great in this too. I I never fully appreciate well, and plus I didn't understand a lot of the like subtext of what she's talking about. Of like mm-hmm. how there is this conspiracy, but like again, watching it now, I'm like, okay, I get what she's saying. Yeah, and it's yeah, great to learn. I, when I first watched this movie, she was the part that annoyed me the most. Why and that? I expected to like, I don't know. I guess like because like I went into, I was like, oh, you know, they're gonna have a black woman opposite Kirk, you know. Um, and I was pretty excited about it. And then I was so completely underwhelmed, you know, like she mm. just did a model thing. She just modeled for half the damn time. You know, she just mm-hmm. stood there with like, like, I've got green eyes and I'm just going to puff on this <laughs> cigar <laughs> and, and, and look at you. you well, know, and that was it. And, you know, and I was like, um, <laughs> for real. And then she was like, pose. I wonder well, what she was. Was she a big name back then? Is that why they kind of oh, got her? Yes. Oh yeah, huge. I don't. She was huge. She, she, she was, was married huge. to David Bowie. Yeah, oh, uh, she, was, she was like David Bowie. Like they were, they were the couple for a long time. They were, well, and, yeah, well, they, they never divorced, right? No, 
No, no, no. She was with him. Till he no, died. she was with him till he died. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, he meets he I meets her be- right after he finds out the genitals of the blue dude, right? <laughs> so many questions about that. Kicks him right in the nuts or kneecaps. Every, or, every time or, I think of that, I think of Men in Black too. He's a Balchinian. Yeah, <laughs> Balchinian. Yeah. I feel so. Then okay, if 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 this alien has his genitals on his knee and he he, it's just open. He just has his pants are just open. Is he just exposing himself? Hey, don't judge. Is, I'm just saying. Maybe it's comfortable. It's just out there, man. He's going to commando. Whatever they're wearing would protect that in a way, like, or at least try to. Yeah. That sounds like he's completely unprotected. Exactly. Yeah, wow. he's told. That's like the worst, like, fighting thing. Like, he's not even guarding it at all. Dude, <laughs> like, throw a knee pad over that. <laughs> Sabrina, what did you think about Iman when you first saw this movie? Well, the one thing I thought about it was, and, and I don't know what, I can't remember what I thought about it when I first saw it, but seeing it now, I actually appreciated that they didn't put her in makeup so that she was unrecognizable like they did to Lupita Nyong'o when she did Star Wars, you know, because I yeah. was excited to hear that Lupita was in that, and then she's like this bug-eyed, like, animated yeah. thing, you don't even know that's her, it was just her voice. So even though I get exactly what you're saying, they put the yellow eyes on her and she's just posing and she's got feather hair. But <laughs> yeah. you know, and then we get we get another black woman kiss for Kirk. I'm like, really? All righty. But uh, and McCoy has my favorite line. But I said, you know what? She is a beautiful woman. Just let her be beautiful. If you just put her in there so she's gonna be beautiful, then just sit there, girl, and pose. Go ahead and smoke that stogie. And look at Kirk. Whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of like working, like McCoy's working, line. Working. Yeah. Oh yeah, his line is great. What is up? He's like, what is it with you? What is the deal with yes. you? Like, uh-huh. That totally <laughs> sums it up. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's totally disgusting. Uh, but that's I don't know. I, I think. What... Go ahead. Go no, well, I'm gonna, gonna sit here quietly. You go. That age. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for handing over the show, Jeff. Okay, we'll take it from here. <laughs> <Go>. uh, <laughs> I, I think, like, just at, at the at the age that I was when this uh, movie came out, like, see, there's a, only a few things that I actually remembered about this movie upon watching it this time around because I haven't seen it. So, I mean, I don't know how many years it's been since I've seen this movie, but yeah. like, you know, so all I remembered. Um, really was uh, Iman. I remember the Klingon outfit in the be- in the beginning yeah. uh, when we first meet the Chancellor. And, oh. and then I remembered Iman because that was a big deal for us that she was in there. And then I remembered um, being completely underwhelmed. But, you know, like I was like, I was that feminist teenager that got on everybody's nerves. It was like, <laughs> we thought there was going to be more. I'm not going to objectify myself all the time, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, she's in the uh, the opening credits. Like, she she gets a name card. You know, like, yeah. like you would you would yeah. think she's going to be more. In yeah, there. like she's going to have more yeah, than yeah, a bit well, part. Yeah. She was like, all these levels of disappointment. You know, like so I was disappointed <laughs> that she all she did was pose. And yeah. and what really that's coming from a fact that I was disappointed that there wasn't more substance to her role and that she wasn't in the movie longer. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Makes I get that. Did 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 she do much acting? No. 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 Like this is it probably. No, I think she did some other stuff, but I mean she wasn't a good actress I really. I never saw her. <laughs> it's 
did anything else I never saw. This is all I ever saw. I think I, I saw her in something else, but I can't remember what it was now. But I mean, I don't remember it being anything like to write home about. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She was, but it was interesting because it's like, I think she was, I mean, obviously there's more changelings when you get into DS9, like with Odo, but, um, well, and there's, there's one in T in, in the animated series, but you know, if you don't really account that, mm. um, or some people don't. So this is kind of one of the first changelings. Yeah, yeah she say, was she was in Out of Africa with Robert Redford and Meryl Streep. Really? And she had a little bit part in House Party 2. But other than that, there's a couple <laughs> oh, of no name oh, a couple oh, of no name roles. Ah, oh, the <laughs> classics. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Nice. Out of Africa um, in House Party 2. That's a that's a wide range. She, she didn't need it. She didn't need it. She, I I bought her makeup. I used to wear her makeup. So. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> She um, made her money. Made oh her yeah, money. <laughs> oh yeah. So while that's going on, then we get this great scene in the like the Enterprise galley. Like they're still like stuffing turkeys, and he's mashing potatoes, and it's like they're using <laughs> pots and pans. Which again, because like, like I said, there you know the, there's like fire extinguishers everywhere, but it's like right behind all these pots and pans, there's like this huge panel of lights, and you know apparently up uh, there's a bunch of phasers in in the kitchen too. Apparently, yeah. Who who knew? Um, so it's interesting how they kind of throw these like, you know, real world, this is, they definitely treat the enterprise like it's like a naval ship. You know, you've, you've got a galley, <laughs> yeah. you've got people, yeah. there's people setting, you know, a uh, tableware out. It was hilarious though. When she vaporized that pot of mashed potatoes or whatever, and it's just yeah. like rock hard and there's a, <laughs> the spoons just sticking in it. Oh, it's yeah. not moving at all. <laughs> I was like, Hmm, looks delicious. I- I love that a horror came down like, you know, two minutes later, like did somebody shoot a phaser off and then <laughs> doing that. Scotty comes, comes running and everybody's like, What the hell's going on? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, what is going on in the mess hall? <laughs> coming down to see what happened. That remind me of mommy coming down. What are you children doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so we get some more of that. Obviously we're they're building kind of this conspiracy, you know, they're 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 trying to find it. Um figure things out. Uh, what is it? Kirk gets into a brawl uh, like that. He makes out with another alien, which is always great. Um, and then, yeah, you learn that she's a shapeshifter. And then, cause even Kirk is like, he's like, I can't believe I kissed you. Like, like he has like standards. Right. I only kiss the pretty aliens. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't kiss the ugly aliens. Um, I, I enjoy that whole conversation between, McCoy and Kirk, because Kirk even says he's like, I was scared. I was scared of the future, and it took Gorkin dying to realize how much kind of you know pain and hatred and and fear he he still had. Yeah, that was deep. Because mm-hmm. you know, up, all the way up until that point when Gorkin grabbed him by the neck and said, "Don't let it end here, Kirk." He wasn't buying this mission. He said that yeah, was when yeah, he finally all. started to believe that, you know, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. He said, I'm terrified. I was terrified. I yeah. got shook. Man. I said, Captain Kirk is never terrified. <laughs> no, exactly. And it, it shows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But and, and that's part of his journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that grab on the neck said it all. That, uh, that was a great scene. The, the death scene. Yeah, when he dies. Yeah, yeah. I know he no. went over it, but when he when Gorkhan grabbed Kirk like that, like you know, he was just like, "Don't let it go!" Like, oh my god, I was oh, like, <laughs> yeah, because it, it it very easily could have been 
nope, we're just going to hate you guys forever, and 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 this is mm-hmm. it. It, it could have very mm-hmm. easily just you know slipped away. Yeah, yeah. Um, so after this, this is probably one of my favorite scenes too. You know, random cameo of all time, but you've got Christian Slater uh, oh, in the yeah. Star Trek film, yeah. <laughs> uh, basically because his his mother was the casting director for this film, and he's a big Star Trek you fan. So like, go go be in, go <laughs> go for it. Wow, I didn't know that. I was just wondering. I'm like, because they made it like it was a thing, you know, like, and star cameo. Yeah, yeah, 1991 Christian Slater. This is like prime Christian Slater. Yeah, yes, yes. I feel like this has got to be around when Broken Arrow came out and some of those with him. That's the one I know him from. That's my go to Christian Slater movie. (laughs) (laughs) Broken Arrow. What I, what I thought was cool about that scene, though, he comes and he tells tells Captain Sulu, you know, hey, they're looking for the Enterprise and they want all the new information we have. And Sulu is just like, okay, they're running silent and dark, and I'm just gonna say, we don't I don't know, know anything. Got nothing. <laughs> Sorry, got nothing. He was with, yeah. he was, He's he like, was with Kirk. He's like, got the message, Captain Kirk. Like what? Nothing. Like, are you hard of hearing? No, sir. Sulu knows what's up. Sulu thought about it one second and just said, all right, I'm going to go with my captain. If he's running silent and dark, so am I. Something's going on. Absolutely. Oh, Sulu Sulu is the bomb, man. He is -hmm. is flooded. He's a good captain. He's he's, he's a solid captain. Mm -hmm. Kirk is still his captain. Kirk is still his captain. He's got his back. the captain of the Excelsior, and he's supposed to do something else. Kirk is doing whatever, whatever. I'm not on the crew, but I got you. I got you back. Absolutely. <laughs> well, we all and everybody has that. The people who taught you stuff when you were younger, you get older just because you're at the position they were. It doesn't mean you don't follow their lead or understand their teachings or respect them any less. I totally, you see that he's like, all right, I trust him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's trusting Spock in this because Kirk is in in Ruapente, so he's trusting Spock. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. Um okay, so this is when Iman they do their whole escape attempt and and again, I I never got this as a kid. I was like, "Oh, they escape super easy." But then now I'm like, "Okay, yeah. it's part of the conspiracy. They planted yeah. everything. They, like it's it's a whole thing." They yeah. need them dead, not in jail. They're trying to get them out so they can say they were escaping and then they killed them yep. and then uh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's funny. I mean, even though this is one of my my favorite Star Trek films, um, you know, I haven't watched it in a while. But I'm 38, and I go, okay, now, now I finally get it. Now well, I understand all, all the jokes and references and everything. Well, yeah, you were, what, nine when you saw it in theaters? 91, I would have been nine, yeah. Oh. Well, I've seen How it. How dare you didn't get all the innuendos and everything. I know, right? <laughs> I should know everything. <laughs> Old soul you. I know. Well, and this is, so this is another example of, of why McCoy does not do good in cold environments. There's a TOS <laughs> episode where he almost freezes to death. There's, I think there's a there's a there's an animated episode where he almost freezes to death. Um, Send that I think, man to Florida. He, I know he needs to <laughs> yeah, retire. Right. He needs to like, retire. Yeah. He does not like the cold. I'm telling you. Yeah. He's like, well, just leave me and go on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, he immediately he drops yeah. down. He's just like, leave me. All dramatic. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, oh yeah, so this is then we get them them speaking Klingons and 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 all that, which is hard. I know they're trying to add some comedy to it too, but I was just yeah, that whole scene's weird. Yeah, it was yeah. awkward. 
It was awkward. Um, okay, so then the shape shifting, they she finally admits this is all part of the conspiracy. They, you know, it's it's you guys trying to escape, we're gonna kill you. And, you know, Kirk fights himself. She turns into Kirk, um, which is very that meta. Was cool. I think Kirk Kirk cool. ultimately loves himself. Right. In some ways. Yeah. <laughs> Shocker. Um, yeah, of course. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, and just when he's about to explain who the massive conspiracy was, they get beamed up by the Enterprise. Spock saves them. Um, yep. And I like the whole that, that whole thing. And then, of Damn course, you! You couldn't wait two more seconds. He's like, "You want to go back? <laughs> we can send yeah. you back down." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Scotty then discovers the suits with the blood on it, but then, of course, right then they discover the bodies of the two that did it, and of course, it's the two bigoted you know, crewmen, which again, if you go back and watch it, that scene where they're kind of making fun of the, of the Klingons and then Valeris is like, don't you guys have work to do? And you're like, that has a whole new meaning now. Yes. Oh yeah. It's not just like, go about, you know, fixing conduits. It's like, don't you have a job to go kill somebody? Shouldn't you be somewhere? Yeah. (laughs) Being assassins. Exactly. (laughs) Um, so we discover that they, they die. So that's two more. And that's, crew david adam kill count (laughs) and then we discover it's chang actually who was part of this conspiracy as well in his bird of prey oh i love him he's such a great villain oh he is in some ways i kind of like him better than khan as much as i love ricardo montalban and and his yes the top con Mm -hmm. but he's (laughs) a very subtle like tactician villain uh uh, a Chang is. I love it. Well, even when they're sitting in the dinner scene way earlier in the movie, he makes some great comments about like you and I are the two that are going to have to build the new world essentially, and we're not going to be able to live in it. Which is a very prof- I've heard that before, but it's a very profound thought to get from the villain of the th- <laughs> of the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um. So they die. They set up a sting basically to try and bring out whoever did kill them, and that's when we learn that it's a Valeris. Um. Mm-hmm. Which then I, Spock gets angry, like he's mad because oh. he put he's so much faith and you know of of like supporting her and mentoring her, and then he's like, you basically let me down, and he gets yeah, mad. That, that was one of the uh, I mean, outside of uh, Kirk's um, whole arc, you know, the, Spock's uh, sense of betrayal yeah. there was the most one of the most poignant parts of the movie for me like I, I i it was palpable i really felt it i loved the way that leonard um acted those scenes with her mm-hmm. yeah. yeah absolutely the only other thing that was hard again watching it now when he does the mind meld with her to figure out like who else is in the conspiracy like i think this is one of the only times where we see a mind meld like causes pain like he's digging deep well yeah i was gonna say you mean when he brain rapes her and everybody stands around watching it yeah everybody the whole time he's doing it i'm like he's torturing her basically oh he just grabbed her he was like girl i'm gonna find this shit out i don't know what you thought you were doing but i'm gonna find out what you thought we don't have time for this crap come here it's like i'm going back and watching some of the old bond movies and a couple of times he like forcibly like kisses someone or something and i'm just like Oh, okay. <laughs> like this yeah. is uncomfortable to watch, and the whole time I'm like, "Dude, come on!" <laughs> like, and you don't Kind of like the current occupant of the White House. Oh, hi. <laughs> oh, oh, but I'm oh. right. Damn. Star Trek has never been political film. What? Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. 
Oh, yeah. Valerius, she thought she could, you know, put up the mental shields because she was just looking at Spock like, you know, do what you're going to do. And she didn't move. She was just like, okay, come on. Tell Mm -hmm. you what, when he put that second hand to her face and when he started moving his finger like up on her face, and it was like, oh, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I kind of thought about like there? I was like, that's the, um, the, uh, Oh my gosh, I'm, words are escaping me now. Uh, they're they're leaving me. The um, the the folly of youth, you know. Uh, you yeah. know, she just thinks yeah. she's so invincible, you know, and that she's yeah. so she's so justified in in, in her cause, you know. And yeah, then right. you know, like, oh, what's the old guy gonna do? Like, he's already trying to hurt me. I got this. I'm strong. I'm young. And he's like, oh, schmack, you know stuff. Shit. I don't mm-hmm. know. Oh, oh, ow, ooh. Well, I you wasn't know. sure I was going to go because she's full Vulcan, right? And he's half yeah. and that's yeah. a Vulcan technique. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it ties in, if it's required to be Vulcan biology, but I was like, she might be better resistant at it than he is at attacking in a way. She looked like uh. she, she looked like she thought she was going to be able to resist. Yeah. Yeah. She tried. Well, yes, so and this is, well, but then he even kind of regrets it too. He pulls back a little bit and he's oh, like, yeah. and like, he immediately regrets it. He, oh, it hurt him to theaters. do that. I mean, you could see him making that choice. You know, you could see, um, I'd love that scene because you could see the Shat uh, and, and Leonard did incredible jobs because it was just in these minute gestures that you could see Kirk like asking, like, you, please do it. You know, I yeah. know it's going to hurt you. And all he did is just look in his eye. I know it's going to cost you to yeah. do this but we need this done you know and you could see spock going through like uh i don't want to do this but i have to do it because the needs he, of the was, many outweigh the needs of the few yeah. yeah and he was pissed he was pissed at her because he said in the beginning you know nature abhors a vacuum i have groomed you to be the next vulcan on the enterprise because i'm standing down and i have chosen you as the vulcan to be on this ship and yeah. she does this Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna find out who's who. Uh-huh. Uh, that was yeah. too much. That was too much for him. Yeah, and we learn it's what it's uh, Admiral Cartwright, uh, it's the Romulan ambassador, mm-hmm. it's General Chang. So like, and it's yeah. and even Pretty much all the people, like all the yeah. main people that would be involved. Yeah, yeah, everybody. We all we all work together so we could destroy everything. Yay. Kind of like currently what we're going through. Oh my God! I'm sorry. Oh, politics what? again. I know, right? Nice. <laughs> yeah. Funny See, how that works. Was, the only thing she didn't know was where it was, and so that was so weird that you know they just asked Sulu, and he was like, "Oh, it's a kidimer." You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know, right? How'd you guys not know it wasn't a kidimer? Uh, like, um, why did you just? What did you call it, David? Brain, brain. Oh, brain rape. Oh, yeah. He performed brain a brain rape yeah. while everybody yeah. stood around and watched. I was like, nobody's going to be like, hey, maybe we don't want to do that. <laughs> Stop there. Yeah, exactly. He had to lie down after that. He had to lie down. Yeah, yeah. I like this whole scene because it's them kind of coming to terms. And even, you know, Spock says, have we become so old that we're just mm. useless at this point? We, we've outlived our usefulness. Yeah. Well. And it's very telling of of the the, the characters and, and and them you know being t- you know TOS handing things off and then just them in in their own world too. It's very telling of them. Yeah, I mean, Spock is like, am I so naive? Am I so optimistic that I would have missed that this person that is so close to me would believe this? I didn't understand. I didn't listen to her. No. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 
And then we have a foot race to the planet. And what I have to say has got to be the best space battle I've seen in Star Trek so far. Really? The most creative idea. Yeah, because they were like, oh, we were mining these gas planets. And they're, they both get there. And they're both being shot at. And then they set up that one torpedo with the gas detection technology. And I'm like, that actually yeah. kind of makes sense and would work and like is an in the moment thing and that's what i remember a lot of out of tng and voyager and some of these ones where they were very creative with their ship to make the stuff happen everything in tos up until now i don't think we've hardly had any space battles it's just shaking torpedoes and phasers yeah. and and Con, somebody wins yeah i think con had a, a little yeah, bit but some nice big like holes blown in the enterprise and stuff oh yeah Oh yeah, that scene where the torpedo hit, I was like, oh, like I felt it right just through going, the hole. It's like swerving <laughs> around. Yeah. Explosion Some, and fire. Somebody had yeah, somebody had a lot of fun in their props department. Watch this. I know, they yep. keep blowing up the enterprise. Yeah. That's not fair. The hall. You know how I feel about that. They just done not doing this right by me. Oh my god. No. But um one thing I did want to say about this is that, you know, I think this is where we get a lot of uh, Galaxy Quest is coming from a couple mm. of these scenes because General Chang is Saris. With yes. That, oh, yes. With that patch <laughs> on his eye screwed to his head. <laughs> and then that whole thing where I think that, you know, going in the tailpipe. I mean, don't, don't they do sort of the same thing in Galaxy Quest when they blow them up? They target the thing no or like no, he's a, no in galaxy he's quest mines. he flies yeah he flies close to the mines and then flies at him and, yeah yeah, 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 blows yeah. but it is that yeah. same kind of creativity use your environment use the situation around you instead of just okay we're gonna sit here and fire at each other <laughs> everybody everybody jump around the shit set and act oh, like you're being thrown yeah. around <laughs> and i love sulu making that race to get there he was like well then fly it up Fly her apart. Yeah. Fly her apart. Oh, yeah. like that. They're, they're like, uh, they're going so hard. The ship's like shaking. Like, like a jalopy going down the road. Fat ass on the bottom of that thing has to drag. Yeah. yeah. You know, in space where there's nothing. <laughs> it was flat out, man. And, and then the transwarp drive, I guess, never worked again because they didn't seem to reference it in this one, right, David? The one that you nope. hate so much, but you hated it. That's one right. Still hates it. <laughs> yeah. It didn't have it. Didn't have it. I forgot it was supposed to have a transwarp drive. <laughs> oh, we just won't mention okay. that. Yeah. Let's go back. He left the space station, and and Kirk's goes out with like quarter impulse. Was that like a, a you know like a thumb up to like Starfleet for sending him out there? He was like, let me just race this ship out of this star. <laughs> I think it was a little bit of that, and a little bit of testing. Polaris's, what's her name? Yeah, Polaris's see if she would follow. Yeah, see if like she follow orders that she knew she wasn't supposed to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, I love that Kirk was like, yeah, I'm going to race this ship. I got to get there. Yeah, I'm going to take it out of here. Right. Watch this. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you going to do? Call me back? Right. Yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> He's just looking at her like, yeah, watch. Uh-huh. I'm going to run out of here. Impulse. He's um, he can do what he wants. Kirk can do it. It's kind of <laughs> like in Top Gun when they do the flyby of the tower. That's what that reminded me oh, of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. They just go screaming out of the space dock. Um, so they blow up the the bird of prey. I had to look it up again. There's a there's a crew complement of twelve. So let's add twelve Klingon deaths to our death trip. <laughs> and I forgot um, Amon, the shapeshifter. She dies too. So you can add oh, add her right. onto it. Yeah. Damn, killed off Amon. Hmm. Okay. You know. 
so then they get there. They're uh, the the president of the Federation's there. You can see there's an assassin cutting a hole in glass, like he's he's ready to shoot him. Um, and then of course they beam down just in time and save everybody. Um, and I like how Scotty shoots him. The the assassin falls out. So we add add the assassin. Oh, the Klingon assassin. Oh, another one. Um, which, if you watch the director's cut, it's actually Rene uh, Albergeron, Colonel West. But in this, it's just a Klingon. Oh, wow. Oh, really? It is. That would have made sense. Because that's another yeah. bugaboo. This Klingon has got this huge box in this secret <laughs> location. And he, he leaves, the, you know, leaves the room with this box. And nobody went and, you nobody know, scanned that. Yeah. He got a rifle in there. Like, okay, whatever. Let it go. <laughs> no, let it go. Yeah. Yeah. So they beam down just in time. Kirk, Kirk, you know, Kirk makes a diving, you know, saves the president of, of the Federation. Um, of course he does. Which he does. Um, everyone's safe. The, you know, they, they, they arrest the conspirators. So they arrest, you know, uh, the Klingon ambassador, Romulan ambassador. Uh, what's the other one? Amal Cartwright. Amal Cartwright. <laughs> That's who it is. That Cart was a great. That was great timing. Sulu and the security guys beam down right in front of Cartwright, and they're like, yeah. "Hold on, Perfect Admiral." <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, did yeah. they have his coordinates, his specific coordinates, to be? Able to I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Right. Yeah. Well, they so they, just lucky. <laughs> yeah. So they save everyone. Of course, Kirk gets a standing ovation. Uh, but I like to. He even he even talks to the you know to the chancellor. He's like people fear change, you know, this is what your, your father wanted, but you know, I, and he basically said, you know, or he doesn't say it outright, but he's basically saying, I've learned my lesson, you know, people fear change, but we have to move towards this future, which is great. Yeah, it was absolutely. Good. Yeah, that yeah. Was good. Um, and then they get back then to the make, ship. Gonna, then he makes a Peter Pan reference and everybody goes on their merry And that's way. it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. The Peter Pan reference. Yeah. Yep. Second star to the right. As a kid, even, I was always like, wait, second star yeah. to the right of what? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it always bugged me. I'm like, I, I want to go to the... Neverland. Second, where do I start? I thought I was the only one to question that. I'm like, you need to be more specific. There's a lot of stars out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All of them. All of those stars. All the stars. Uh, <laughs> getting ready to stand down. He was getting old. He was he was done, and he's he's quoting Peter Pan, the boy that would never grow up. Hey, he wants to take one last joy ride in the Enterprise. I can't blame the man. Yeah, nope. Not, yeah. not at all. Yeah. But that's I you know, and I like and I like that that whole goodbye with Sulu. He's like, you know, it was good to work with you one last time and uh, kind of oh. get a send off from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then that's it. That's the end. You know, they kind of right off into the sunset, and that's the I'm end crying. of the the TOS. Yeah, were you crying when you saw? I was. Picture? Oh, when the when the when the article when the names came up at the end. Oh my gosh! Kind of like how they did that though with everybody's signature. Yeah, they, with their autograph yes. like that. Yeah. Nice, but gave a finality to it. Definitely. It did. Um, yeah, but that's that's the end of Star Trek Six. They go back on their way. They've saved the galaxy once again, and mm-hmm. they're just they ran off into the sunset. Um, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yay! Um, <laughs> so let's, uh, Sabrina, Tamia, what are your your thoughts? Kind of wrapping up Star Trek Six. Oh well, go ahead, Tamia. I, you know, my thought the this. Uh, I, I keep thinking about how really relevant it is today. You know, the, um, 
that I feel like in, in a lot of ways th- this movie is more relevant today than it was when it came out. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, uh, and I, and I think that it's, it's, uh, one of the best, uh, embodiments of the Star Trek message, mm-hmm. um, that I've seen in a lot, you know, uh, it, it really did its job. It really encapsulated, everything about this is what star trek is about this is what starfleet is about you know um so i i love that i love the movie for that uh, i'm really happy i got to rewatch it again with you guys you know it was really a blast to do it i'm glad yeah 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 well i'm kind of in, I, kind of in so, that same boat it's been a long time since i've watched it and i was like oh yeah i'm really glad we got to go back and and see this again i barely yeah. knew it existed <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, we had a we had a classic moment near the beginning of our podcast when they were like, "Oh, great!" When we get to the movies, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I think I saw four of those," and they're like, "Uh, there, there's six of them." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> Surprise, motherfucker! Have a V8 moment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can take that. Uh, Sabrina, what what's your kind of wrap up on Star Trek Six? What are your thoughts? Well, as I said before, and this was the end of, you know, my franchise, my captain. And so, you know, to watch them all go off into the sunset, it was really emotional for me because, you know, like I said, I was there when they started off at 10 years old and had been watching the same crew go through all this stuff and save the galaxy one more time. And it was really hard for me to believe that they weren't all going to come back as the crew. Of the Enterprise, you know, yeah. they would make cameos or whatever, but, you know, that was really hard to, to it was a definitely the end of an era, and I thought they ended it well, we were pretty happy that, that it, you know, they didn't blow the ship up and, you know, everybody died or something, mm-hmm. you know, J.J. Abrams ending of some sort, but, um, <laughs> you know, and they, they brought they brought all the elements in that we always loved, you know, the Shakespeare, the the comedy, like everybody having a job and, you know, great battle scene and alien that you, you know, adversary you really couldn't stand. And, and it was, it, you know, and a lot of familiar faces, a lot of people that had been in the other Star Trek, so will be in more Star Treks, but it was the whole family was in there. So it was great. Yeah, absolutely. No, you're right. Uh, David. What is your what's your wrap up on TOS on on this? Oh gosh, on all the TOS, huh? That is. Well, you don't have to do the whole thing. Let's well, let's just <laughs> on Star Trek Six. What's your your thoughts on no, this? No, like I said, I, I definitely like this. I think my order goes four, six, then three and five are tied, and then one and then two is at the bottom. Um, I, I liked that this had Klingons that I recognized. I liked that it had the more interesting plot and that it really did push that envelope of like, if you're going to create a utopia, everyone has to be involved. You have to try and make peace with your enemies. If you're going to do that, you can't keep that kind of anger in your heart and such, and yet still try to live at peace with other people. Um, it, it, yeah, it had a solid message, and I thought it was a lot of fun, and it had some great space moments, space battles. Like I said, I think the best space battle in all of Trek has happened in this one, uh, or all of Trek so far, I should say. Um, I, I really liked it. I'd say maybe a nine on the Davo meter. Awesome. Ooh, <laughs> That's pretty high for you. I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Phil, what's your, your parting thoughts on six? Yeah, I, I like six a lot. It's... It's a it's a really fitting farewell because so we kind of get all those elements like you guys have said that we like from our TOS 
it's a it's a little bit of a good message, a little bit of serious, a few ha ha's in there. Everybody gets the, like their one liners and stuff in, and it's it's everybody working together, and it's just kind of that full embodiment of of what Star Trek is and the movie itself. I mean, especially. I know after the disappointing box office of five, people weren't really sure what six was going to be like or how it was going to do. And it got a really nice reception. It made almost a hundred million at the box office. Mm. And I mean, overall it's one of my favorites. I, I like four cause I'm a sucker for whales and, and six. <laughs> so yeah, no. no, absolutely. And I'm, I'm with all you. This is my favorite of, of the films. Um, I enjoy it. It's, and it's got one of my favorite lines that I still quote to this day is when, when, when you know, Kirk's kind of hung over and he's like, "Check off, do you, have you? Uh, is there a radiation surge?" He goes, "Just the size of my head." <laughs> and like I still, that still sticks with me. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I enjoy this. I think it's been fun. So it's been great. Yeah. We have a final kill tracker amount too, by the way. What is your final kill tracker? So we have in all of TOS. We have 473 crew, 1,122 not crew, and 55 red shirts for a total of 1,650 people who die in the course of TOS. Good even wow. amount. Oh nice. God. Dang. That's our rough count. That's crazy. Wait, wait. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blow your mind. you got to count all the people that died on Praxis. Ah, damn. No. <laughs> we have specific rules. We have rules. We have rules for those. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, had, okay. it had to be a specific number stated at some point in the, in the episode or the movie. And people that yeah, we saw can't just be random references yeah. off of to something. Mm-hmm. I think we had one episode that something about like, oh, this ship a hundred years ago died with X amount of people on it. We're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> we kind of create our own rules. Like, come on. There are rules of this kill count. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we have standards here on this podcast. Sorry. <laughs> do we? No. Yeah, do we? Do we really? Um, well, I know it's getting late. Let's do this. Um, where it, it has been an absolute pleasure to have both of you on, Sabrina. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and, uh, you are both welcome to come back anytime. Uh, mm-hmm. Please do. Right. Thank you. Um, yeah, especially, especially now as we get into TNG. So yeah. If you have some favorite That's episodes. Absolutely. Um, please tell us where people can find you, whether it's the Sci-Fi Sisters or the Cinnamon Cinephile. Uh, p- plug away. Well, I'm Tamia at SciFiSisters.com, and that's T-A-M-I-A at SciFiSisters.com, S-Y-F-Y-S-I-S-T-A-S. And uh, we also have, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, we have our page, Sci-Fi Sisters, and we have the group, The Mothership, the Sci-Fi Sisters Mothership which is spelled like Parliament and Funkadelic would spell it. M-U-T-H-A-S-H-I-P, Mothership. And we also have um, the Sci-Fi Sisters Black Science Fiction Online Book Club. Um, So that's on Facebook as well. We meet virtually every other month. Awesome. Cool. Cool. And I am Sabrina. You can reach me at Sabrina S. U-B-R-I-N-A at sci-fi sisters.com. Same spelled the same way to me as spelled it. And I am also known as the Cinnamon Cinephile if you want to talk to me about classic movies that are non-sci-fi. And again, we are on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, all under the Sci-Fi Sisters name. Yeah. Nice. If, Very good. if you guys cannot find them, then you are not trying hard enough because they are everywhere <laughs> and you need to go find them. Please do. <laughs> all yes. up 
in it. <laughs> yeah, show them some love. Uh, so do that. Go check them out. Thank you so much again to both of you. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you. It's We've had ball. so much fun with you guys. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, much fun with you guys. <laughs> awesome. Uh, David, why don't you do our thing real quick, and then we will be out of here. All righty, spiel time. Yep, you can check us out at nerdtrekpodcast.com, where you can send us an email, meet the nerds, take a look at our social media accounts, and we have a link to our cafe press. Please go buy our stuff. We need money. And <laughs> wherever you're listening to this, <laughs> is somewhere... <laughs> <laughs> somewhere where podcasts are sent out over the airwaves uh please go there and give us a five-star rating and review we want to read some out uh nobody seems to want to yeah. talk about us and we want even a bad one give us a bad rating and review we'll read that out on the air too i have no problem with that <laughs> <laughs> all right thank you so much for all of us that's it for tos uh i mean oh. we've got a lot to move forward to but uh that's Everyone, collective sigh. Inhale. <sighs> oh, we we made it. We made it to the promised land. TNG. I say we got past the worst part. I feel a little bit better about our ride. You're relieved. Same. 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 <laughs> all right. We will catch you all on the next one. Thank you very much. Bye, everybody. Okay. Bye, Bye. guys.